Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. Our topic for today is repurposing retail space, and I'm here with Casey Hancock, Operations Director at Reese Associates. And Casey manages an open-air historical shopping district in Houston. Welcome, Casey. Casey, we're hearing more about the repurposing of retail space lately. Why is that, and what are you seeing? Yes, absolutely. So the impact COVID-19 has had on retail space repurposing will most likely accelerate. Um, To some extent, some of our retailers are starting to repurpose spaces and adapt to the times. And we, we actually need to do that. Landlords are kind of following suit as well. Right now, a lot of my retailers and, and some of our my landlords are starting to focus on uh, increasing curbside service pickup, um, leasing out more pop-up space, and also possibly moving to ghost kitchens, which here in Houston, we are a foodie city, so we're starting to see a lot of ghost kitchens pop up um, all over the city of Houston. Uh, it really appears that you know we have to, landlords and retailers, have to adapt to these challenging times. And we're seeing more of a consumer appetite for community and convenience-based retail, uh, also along with an increase in e-commerce, which is also forcing us to um, focus on how we can increase curbside pickup and make that a customer-friendly experience. I heard you say ghost kitchens. So what are those exactly? Sure. So as I mentioned here in Houston, we are a foodie city. We have tons of restaurants, even new restaurants opening up during this pandemic, which I know is strange to hear for some of those across the country. But um, Ghost Kitchens basically is a delivery only option uh, where food companies based or restaurants basically come in and um, they operate out of one kitchen, kind of sort of like a food hall, but they are exclusively online and they work through delivery apps. And so they're basically operating out of one large kitchen, reducing their overhead because they don't have an actual brick and mortar location. What a great idea. And are you seeing any retailers having difficulty keeping up with rents these days? Yeah, I think our mom and pop tenants are suffering the most. And also, you know, our big box retailers, they have the most leverage, right? Because they usually have, you know, more than one location nationally. And then they also have the, the largest amount of square foot. Um, or square feet. But I do know that uh, some of the bigger companies like Bed Bath & Beyond, for instance, um, they're starting to use some of their dark space as regional fulfillment centers, which I think is a great use of, of a dark site when they're having to go dark. And I, you know, I know a lot of um, Amazon, uh, they're starting to use and repurpose some of these retail spaces as pickup spaces in addition to their large warehouses that they're seeing. Um, So I think our mom and pops are suffering the hardest, but I do believe that um, some of the repurposing efforts by like Amazon, they've introduced a wait list um, for online grocery pickup and delivery services. And um, just seeing like some of the Toys R Us spaces and Babies R Us spaces that landlords had dark for so long, those being repurposed and um, created or turned into uh, leisure spaces. Um, like little uh, little spaces where you can go in and co-work or little spaces where you can go in and sit and read a book, um, social distancing, of course, and order coffee from the space next door. Uh, so we're starting to see little trends like that that are starting to kick off because, again, 
we a lot of our customers are looking for um, community and convenience-based retail. So if we can create that within the center using vacant space, that also increases our foot traffic and also increases our footprint throughout the center. What other creative ways of repurposing space are retailers exploring right now? Here in Houston, um, and I don't know if this is really repurposing retail space, but it definitely is repurposing our parking lot spaces for our restaurant tenants. So a lot of people are looking, they feel more comfortable eating outside than they do inside. And so we've increased our our patio space for tenants by by allowing them to expand uh, into our parking lots. So uh, some tenants have really small patios or no patios at all. And with the weather changing and cooling off here in Houston, uh, we've just seen an increased request for patio space and and patio seating. So we've allowed uh, our tenants to basically take five or six parking spaces adjacent to their their restaurant and install seating and plant uh, planter barricades um, to kind of like create a, a, a parking lot patio, as if you will. But they're also installing branded umbrellas branded planters, um, lighting, and just making it more uh, of an inviting area since it is in a parking lot. But we've seen a lot of success with that here in Houston. Is there anything that you've seen that hasn't been effective? Um, to be honest with you, no, not yet. I think this, this process is so new to all of us. Um, we, we're just still trying to work through it and figure out what will work. And so far um, at my center, most of the efforts that we have put forth are working. So I'm not really sure. I think we have to stay tuned to find out what's not going to work. Um, But we were really skeptical initially about repurposing those parking spaces to expanding patios. And that seems to be working really, really well. That's great and might inspire other retail managers to try some new things. To that end, do you think some of these approaches might stick around after COVID? I do believe so. I mean, it's it's hard to tell when, you know, everybody's going to stop bleeding and will actually start to recover, especially with the recent, the rise, should I say, in recent spikes all over the country this past week. Um, but I don't think retail is going to disappear. It's just going to change. And I think our retailers pivoting to uh, creating omnichannel experiences for their customers and uh, the landlords working with the retailers to do what we can to offer a greater customer experience when it comes to curbside pickup or like you know, repurposing parking lots for additional patio space. I think it's just important that we all remain flexible and continue to work together. Casey, what other tips do you have for retail real estate managers right now? Uh, you know what? We just have to continue to be flexible. Retail is a different beast and a different animal, and I manage mixed-use projects as well. And every day is different, every retailer is different, every circumstance is different. And I think it's just in the best interest of the manager and the landlord um, to just continue to be flexible. And not only that, don't wait for your tenants to bring ideas to you. Collaborate with your tenants and be partners with your tenants and you know, offer ideas to them that they may not think of. And just make sure that they know, you know we're, we're all in this together, I'm here to help you as much as I possibly can to get you through this, because if you're not successful, then the landlord is not successful, successful, and then the project is not successful. So I think it's just really important for us to just remain flexible, innovative, and creative. It sure is. Thank you again, Casey. Visit irom.org 
for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.